Man, injuries hit the Suns and the Bucks as the Celtics solve the Nets and the Grizzlies claw their way back to victory. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the one hooligan with me tonight. Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, man. I got four other shoes to fill, so I will do my best tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Here we are. It's just us two. We're going to talk some basketball here. JJ and John, they're out. JJ's with family right now. John celebrating his bachelor party. So shout, shout out. out to him. We're trying to give all the good vibes to him right now. Ooh-wee. But Sammy, first I want to talk to you about that Grizzlies-Wolves game that just happened. Right. God, the Grizzlies overcame a 26-point deficit, went on a 21-0 and run at the end of the third going into the fourth quarter what were you thinking as this was happening honestly it's i had a little little ptsd it was some game six rockets clippers vibes going back a (laughs) few years that's what was hitting me deep in my soul and i'm sure it hit patrick beverly the same way that's right he was on the same squad right Mm mm-hmm Oh uh, my gosh. So there's a common denominator is what you're telling ju- me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what it was telling me is just for the Wolves, man, this is where inexperience shines. And I'm not saying the Grizz are grizzled, for lack of a better term, no pun intended, in, in this situation. But you're just looking down the line. How, if you are Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. do you have four shots in the entire game? Right. How? Right. And you're supposed to be the best shooting big ever, ever right? by said your that. own he words. He said that right. over and over, and he shoots four shots is what four you're Four shots, me. and then Anthony Edwards, our breakout star, he got a few more in, but he's only shot 13. Patrick Beverly had 13 shots. No disrespect to Pat Bev. That's not his game. D'Angelo Russell had four, mm-hmm. or 21 shots in the game, and he didn't shoot terribly. He was 9 for 21. If but, Pat Bev is putting up shots, yeah. your defense is doing something right. Yeah, and then Beasley had 12 shots as well. It's just the shot distribution just made no sense, and it it speaks to the fact that down the line, Cat is not yet in a position where he can say, I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm going to slow down this crazy run. 12 points in the fourth quarter, outscored by 25. Other crazy oh. thing is they scored 12 points in two separate quarters in this game, in the second and the fourth. Jesus. How does that happen? And from the Grizzly side, man, huge respect. Not giving up. Just kept firing away, clawing their way back in. And the moment they went up by one, you could just tell it completely deflated the, the entire arena. The Wolves, they were just, it was done at that point. But the Grizzlies yeah. kept pouring it on. And I was just completely shocked. Yeah, like, man. I, I was like, okay, this this game's over with. I literally texted our group chat. I was like, you know, I think we might have overlooked the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Or the Wolves might be for real. Right? I was ready. I was on the outline. I was like, okay, Carl Anthony Towns is leading his group. Okay, Anthony Edwards is a young up-and-comer. He's doing great things. D'Angelo Russell, maybe we were wrong about him. And then I had to do a complete 180 on the outline. And talk about this meltdown absolute meltdown right right and and john morant 16 points 10 rebounds 10 assists triple double had some scary like almost injuries i guess yeah where he's like flying through the court he's on the ground for a little bit what did you like what do you expect from 
the Grizzlies going forward in the series? I mean, at this point, we'll see if I'm wrong because it just seems like this is going to be a major talking head point, but I see the Grizzlies just wrapping this in five. How, oh. how does Minnesota not come out completely deflated next game just because they haven't been here before? I mean, Bev is going to have to get that squad going. He's going to have to be fired up. He's going to have to get the arena going because you got to imagine if the Grizz go up early in game four, if they come out firing, are the Wolves just going to completely go into a shell? Or are they going to have the heart to battle back now? And I have a ton of respect for what they've done this year, but this just feels like one of those losses. And again, just comparing it back, after the Clippers blew that game six, game seven, you came, you came out the first six minutes, you could tell the game was over. Or the, yeah, game seven was done. Halfway oh, through the first quarter. You could see it because they were mentally and physically exhausted and they were just completely deflated because they knew they had that game. The only thing that might help in this case is that this was only game three and it's still a 2-1 series. But honestly, I would be very surprised if Minnesota wins game four. And if they don't win game four, I don't see this coming back to Minnesota. God, yeah, they, they are completely in trouble if they lose game four. I just want to shout out some of uh, some other players here. Desmond Bain went off for 26 points. Yeah. Also, randomly, Brandon Clark off the bench went off for 20 points as Second well. Second half, a... the spark, mm -hmm. man. Fourth quarter spark. He was everywhere in the last six minutes. In the last six minutes, I want to say that he had at least half half the responsibility for how well that second half went. Yep. So big shout out to him. I'm going to move us on, though. I'm going to move us on to the 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. 76ers on this game three, overtime win. I'm, I'm going to walk you through, Sammy. Okay, Please. And I just want you to tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling as this game went on, okay? So the game is tied, 95 to 95. Harden fouls out, okay, on a Precious Achua drive. And Precious is at the line. He misses the first. You could see it in his eyes. Mm -hmm. He did not want this second shot at all, right? Yep. He shoots that second one. Just bricks. Just completely bricks it, okay? What? Doc is already celebrating on the sideline. He has a chance to draw up something special, right? <laughs> what he comes up with is Maxi's at the top of the key. He entry passes to Embiid standing at the three-point line and he decides to take a dribble step back three as is being doubled and misses what tell me what you're thinking about the play what you're thinking about doc just it all bruh so related to both here's the irony as much as we have we'll say it we've clowned doc a little bit on the show particularly his playoff performance yeah. Normally, drawing plays up from out of bounds, he's amazing at it. And I saw it from all the years he was the Clippers coach. That was that was his forte. He was as good at that as anybody I had seen. I get it. You want to get the ball to your most talented player. I respect that. It's 95-95. The Raptors have no one who has a snowball's chance in hell of guarding Embiid anywhere within <laughs> 10 feet of the basket. Baby, Why baby. is he standing 28 feet out in that situation? I what don't are you know. thinking like that? So that one, 
And you know what's funny is he drew up a very similar play in a, in a sense, and it beat hit in overtime. So yeah, what? right, right. I'm, I'm gonna walk you through yeah, that. Yeah, please now. go, go, go. Okay, so now it's overtime. The Raptors had a chance to go up, you know, with 20 seconds plus on the clock, mm -hmm. uh, but Ananobi again goes one for two at the line. So two Raptors players not getting it done at the line, right? Oh. And the game is tied at 102. Now Embiid has the ball. He almost gets it stripped, okay? The time is running down. Time is running down. Almost gets it stripped at half court. Doc Rivers, with one of the best coaching decisions of his life, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> calls a timeout and gets the timeout. Were you surprised by Doc calling a timeout in that moment? No, because Philly did look pretty discombobulated at yeah. that point, And they yeah. just looked like nothing could come out, so... That's but, very nice of you to say, because I was surprised. Uh, I was, I was like, that is the most heads-up play I've seen Doc Rivers, and this, this is a lot of Doc Rivers slander, but let's just say that we criticize him for reasons. We have true. our reasons. True. Doc draws up an inbounds play, and of course, it's Embiid standing at the three for an entry pass, <laughs> and it's a turnaround. Fadeaway jumper, and he nails it. He nails the three. That was clean, too. It was clean. Okay. Let's forget the fact that he made the three. Right. Do you like that play, Dronda? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it was it was uh, payback vibes from Doc, even though he wasn't the coach. Thinking of Kawhi over, closer to the baseline, hitting that series-winning yeah. jumper a couple years ago. Maybe he was saying, you know what, let's flip it around. Let's have Embiid hit the three this time, even though we don't need a three. <laughs> even though Kawhi was foot on the line, didn't need to hit a three in that series either. Otherwise, I have no idea why he keeps thinking, let's let's put my seven-foot MVP caliber center out at the three-point line when the game is tied and I don't need a three. Excuse we can't explain me. that. I'm going to say something stupid. Or it might be facts, okay? I want to say that since, since James Harden was fouled out, that Doc Rivers was like, I'm going to just replace James Harden with my inbounds play that I usually would have for late game and just <laughs> insert Embiid and have him do the same crap. Anyway, you know, we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so for our next topic here, the Celtics defeat the Nets in game two, 114 to 107, with the Celtics going up 2-0 on the Nets. I did not expect this. I did not expect this to happen. I actually expected this to be 1-1 going into this series just because I know that the Celtics are very aggressive on defense, but the Nets also have this guy named Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I Kevin agree. Durant. My guy, second half of this game, 0 for 10. 
Are we worried about Kevin Durant in this series, Sammy? Not yet. Not yet because the track record is there. That this this man is just too damn talented at this game where two uh-huh. games is going to scare me. I'm not there yet. I did. I agree with you. I actually okay. thought they were going to split in Boston. I thought they were going to split in Brooklyn. So I thought it was going to be 2-2, but I thought each team was going to take one on the road. Now, right. that, that being said, this, to me, I'm curious to see what Steve Nash does now. Because you can't go iso ball all the time. Boston's now proved that. They've had defensive schemes that have worked. But to, to their credit, Brooklyn's credit, after last game, the first thing that I said personally was, you need more from your supporting cast. They weren't getting enough outside True. of Dragic. True. This game, Bruce Brown, 8 for 12, 23 points. Seth Curry, 6 of 11, 16 points. The great irony, and Dragic again had 18. The great irony here is that the, the players that didn't come through were Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And how often yeah. are we going to say that? And that being said, Kyrie, Kyrie was almost more surprising to me than KD. Not in terms of the fact that he only scored 10. That was surprising. But the fact that he only took 13 shots, only took one three-pointer. That That's yeah. super interesting to me. And so me, gambling connoisseur that you know, I, I looked up some lines because I was curious. There's a line Ooh, okay. on this. There's a, there's a very interesting prop bet that I actually like for this series that doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter who wins the series. So here's the, here it is from our friends at DraftKings. The line is who will lead the series in scoring. So, KD and Tatum are the leaders on this in terms of the odds. They're both at plus 130, so that's almost even money. You're getting a little bit more for your money uh-huh. on that. So KD okay. has scored 50 points in the series. Jason Tatum has also scored 50 points in the series. Kyrie's at plus 380, and he's scored 49. Oh, I'm taking that one. 100%. The value is there. <laughs> is he gonna? Is he gonna be your scoring leader in the series? I don't know for sure. But that's a fun one, though. Yeah, and it's very clear that Boston has two has done two things here. They're more balanced. They're gonna get more scoring all the way around. So Tatum is gonna likely lead them in scoring every game, but it's not a guarantee. Two, they are very focused on Kyrie, but to me, the heart of their defense is focused on Durant. So yeah, that being said, I feel like there might be more opportunity for Kyrie in game three and four. So even if the series goes five or six by some shocker, there's a very good shot Kyrie could win that bet. And at those odds, I love that bet. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that bet too. And the, this is the big reason. So in, in game three, I'm shocked that Kyrie only scored 10 points. And the reason being is because the shots that he was able to get up look way more open than Kevin Durant's right. shots. Exactly. Like Kevin Durant honestly was being hounded every single time. Like they had their hands all over KD's cookie jar. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just pounding him over and over and being very physical. At the end of the game, did you feel like Kevin Durant's legs were just gone? Yes. Like he didn't have like any sort of elevation? Yeah, and it, they were making it clear they were running him through picks when he was playing defense. They were bumping into him. It was almost to go very old school football on you. Very yeah. Bill Belichick in the first few years of the Patriot dynasty <laughs> and what he would do to defensive backs and receivers. Very similar. They're just, we know how good you are. We're just going to hit you legally, but we're going to hit you. And yeah, abs- we're going to make you work. Absolutely. Like, KD needs to take, like, with the way that the Celtics are playing defense on KD off ball, he needs to, like, 
go to camp with like Tyreek Hill mm -hmm. on how to get off the line because it is ridiculous how many yeah he's absolutely getting jammed like literally like two hands to the chest kind of jam on these um off ball screens but yeah do you think that the Celtics defense is going to be sustainable I'm repeating this question from last time because I think I think it still holds true because I think a lot of people thought maybe not so much do you think the defense is sustainable on KD if Nash does not make an adjustment more motion yeah. or something of that nature maybe maybe the solution for the Nets is maybe we go without a center for a little yeah. while maybe we go small ball if they don't change the offense, then yes, it's sustainable. Now, I know Nash is a young coach, but he's such an intelligent basketball mind that I do feel well, like something's going to come into play, that he's going to make a change. So, what, what irritates me is that I know that Steve Nash came, you know, came from the Suns and they did a lot of pick and roll, a lot of right. ISO type stuff, like where he came from as a player. But he spent time as an assistant for Steve Kerr, which literally is the number one motion offense in the league right i mean it helps that you have some guy named steph curry he's pretty good at running you know off screens and stuff True. like that <laughs> but the, this stuff can be transferable in a sense to kevin durant and kyrie correct which I brings mean, me to my next question yeah here. shoot does ben simmons help the off ball motion for the nets funny i was gonna ask you the same exact thing so i'll Ooh, I'll, okay. I'll kick it off First of all, going before we get to the motion, is it just me or do you think this is the worst possible scenario to bring him back? Because now if they are down 3-0 and he's back for game four, yes, he's going to get looked at as like a savior. And we just don't know. Obviously, we don't know where his head is at. And I'm not speaking ill of that. We just don't know. They, yeah. And he has not played competitive basketball in almost 12 months. And now you're going to bring him back, and it's do or die. And clearly, everyone's going to be saying, well, this is going to be our difference maker. So that's my <laughs> first thought. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but I'll answer your question first. In regards to motion, KD and Kyrie, to me, are basketball savants. I think yeah. they could pick up anything. So Agreed. Agreed. it's pretty much... Will they take to it? Which I, I do think they will, because they've both shown the ability to adjust from... Katie's case, OKC with Westbrook is a very specific style of offense. To obviously, like you said, Golden State's motion to Brooklyn now. Kyrie's gone from playing next to LeBron. Right. To going right, to Boston. had to play a lot of off. Ball. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Right. To going to playing with very young wings and a very young Tatum and Brown to the situation now. They can do anything. Yeah, anything. Agreed. And I, I don't question that. From a basketball standpoint, these guys are two of the most intelligent minds on the planet. Basketball-wise. Yeah. So I agree. I, think I, you can. I still think the series is up in the air. I do basically too. Basically, what you're saying. Okay. I do too. I still like Boston to win. I'm going to stick with that. Obviously, it's easier to say that now because it's 2-0. But at the same time, if if we if it's two weeks from now, yeah. and you tell me that Brooklyn won this in six, would I be surprised a little? Would I be in total shock? No, not at all. Because these guys are too talented. Bro, my my so. faith is shaken in the Nets. As it to should be. Honest. As it should I, be. But I am just too honestly good. scared. I'm scared and. To your point, I don't know if Ben Simmons is the savior. I don't know if I'm going to get like, like, you know, John Cena, like running through, going into like Royal Rumble, like here to save the day, here to kick some ass. Like that's not going to be Ben Simmons, man. 
He's well, not that guy. They He's the guy that crumbles under pressure. That's what we know. And that's what you could bet on, right? Yeah, and you put if that I much pressure on him, man, yeah. then you can't see him, to use your Cena <laughs> line there. <laughs> yeah. um, I like what you did there. So, like so that did. being said, what do you think is the ideal use? Let, let's say, sake of argument here, to make it a little okay. more ideal. Next okay. win game three. Simmons comes back for game four. It's not desperation. What's the best yeah. use of him for game four and coming back in? How would you use him? Would you start him? How would you play the offense and defense there? And what would you do with him? He's only playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant on the court at the same time. Okay. That's the only way I'm putting both. Ben. It's got to be both. Okay. okay. It's got to be both. And that's the only way I'm doing it because he needs outs. Like, the only, well, I guess Seth Curry, he could probably play with Seth Curry as well. Like, he's mm -hmm. a good, like, off-ball kind of person. But I need to groom him, and I need to, like, boost his confidence. And the only way I'm going to do that is literally if I have the most badass players that I have on the court with him at the same time. Okay. But that's just me thinking that we need to do a lot of repairing for Ben Simmons. And sure. I'm okay. I'm, it's okay for me to assume that because... That's what's been reported. Right. Um, what What do you think? What's the best case scenario for Ben Simmons? I think one or the other for sure, if not both. I think you absolutely 100% cannot put him on the court at the same time with Claxton or Drummond. No. Mm -mm. He has to essentially no. be your de facto five. Like a yeah. point center, if you will, in that way. I don't um, want Hacka Ben, Hacka Simmons and Hacka Drummond you, you can't in at the put, same time. Yeah, you can't put him in with another non-shooter. So it has to be almost like four out with him in there. Right. You're almost, this is not a good direct comparison, but remember when Orlando had Dwight Howard at his peak and it was always called four out, four shooters with him? Yeah, right. That kind of that model, but obviously Simmons can handle the ball. He can initiate offense in a way that Dwight never could. And he's also not going to be posting up. But some version yeah. of that where you're surrounding him with shooting, I think his bigger contribution, as much as ball distribution, is going to be defensively. I think you put him on one of Tatum or Brown at all times. Yeah, I'm not worried about him defensively at yeah. all. But you got to take pressure off KD on the defensive end. Right. And so if you've got, maybe that's the ticket then. Maybe maybe Simmons stays in when KD does. Specifically. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a great choice. But you know, I'm, I'm going to move us on to our Go, next topic shoot. here. We got to talk about the Suns and the Pelicans because. Everyone thought this was going to be an interesting series at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone? No. No one thought this. No one thought this until <laughs> this last game, game two, 125-114. The Pelicans take the win. Devin Booker was absolutely going off for like two quarters and a half before exiting in the third. Like, yeah. he was going Kobe. He was like, fall away, like fade away mid-range swish dapping up then, babies then daps a baby <laughs> like <laughs> ridiculous things was happening for devin booker it sucks that he goes down with a hamstring injury yep. what does the outlook of the series look like now that devin booker is injured so the sun's team is too good to me even and booker is as Ooh, big a loss okay. as it gets i still think they won the okay. series in six right now oh I okay. still believe that. As good as the Pelicans have played the last half of the year, and Booker out or not, I mean, they still they beat Phoenix in Phoenix. That does not happen often, so True. respect. 
Now, that being said, if Brandon Ingram continues to play like this, we're going to remember this last oh half of gosh. the season and the playoffs as the Brandon Ingram breakout. 37 points, man, 13 of 21. Didn't miss at the line, didn't miss from deep. Almost had a triple-double. Yeah, 11 boards, just, 9 assists. Yeah, unbelievable game from him. Nance has been just the perfect player in terms of just filling in the gaps off the bench for them. Yeah, just blue guy. 13 points, exactly, 13 points, 6 rebounds. They're like... This Pelicans team is super balanced, and it just makes you wonder what they would look like if Zion was actually healthy, but I don't want to go down that road. We've talked about it a ton. That being said... Dang you, Zion. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, that being said, Booker is... The report right now, he's out game three, game four, would theoretically be back for game five. Right. So that being said, I think they split in New Orleans, and then assuming he's back for game five, the Suns win five and six. That That's my thought right now. Mm. I think it's going to go that way. Now, hamstrings. Can I, say, can I say something crazy? Please shoot. I think I think this is the classic, the Russian is cut moment for the Suns. Okay. The Russian is cut. The Russian is cut. And you know what? I think the Pelicans can take down this squad. Wow. I really do. I, I am believing right now, okay? And it's not because I'm a low-key... Trailblazer fans and fan and the Pelicans has CJ McCollum now, <laughs> but because the construction of this team is actually really nice, it's surprisingly nice. And it you is. know, if they if they had this team at the beginning of the season, I would project them to be a lot higher in seed than they are right now. So if they win this series, if they do that, bigger, yes. does this go down as one of the top three? upsets of all time in the first round my other two candidates i'm going to throw out there to you one near and dear to your heart the we believe warriors taking down that's the number Mavs. one that's number one you're forgetting the other shocker and i think it was 94 the eight seated denver nuggets dikembe mutombo on the court holding the ball taking down yeah. the the number one seated seattle supersonics okay that that might that might be number one so I want to say that we believe Warriors just because it was so much freaking fun. I remember that. Does this top you both? Know? No. Or no because of the Booker injury? Booker injury. It okay. would be the Booker injury. Does this Suns team injury. go down as one of the biggest disappointments ever with how they steamrolled everyone and how the West looked laid out <laughs> if they lose in the first round? Yes, but we're not going to talk about that anymore because it's still a 1-1 series let's get a little closer to the suns actually being eliminated before we get to that sort of topic i'm gonna go now i'm gonna pivot here to the bucks and bulls okay this sucks man yes it injuries does. suck okay game two 114 110 the bulls come away with the win middleton has a mcl injury and it is now rumored that he will miss the rest of the first round against the Bulls. What do you think of this, Sammy? Middleton is one of those guys that, honestly, he's eternally underrated in terms yeah. of how he fits. He needs to be on the right team to really make the most impact, and this is that team. This team is so well-constructed. Mm, yep. And not having him there... The closest replicate they have to him is take your pick of three guys. Wesley Matthews, who in his prime was a good player, but is clearly just not what he was. I think we can all say that. Agreed. 
the the league's most hated player, Grayson Allen, <laughs> and Pat Connaughton. I'm just being real. It's not looking good. No, it, it's, yeah. it's not. And so the my my like red flags are up on this series, not just for that injury, but you look at how the first two games have gone down. They had him for most of game two. He he went out closer to the end of the game. Right. Game right. one, they were at full strength. They only won by seven. They almost blew that game two. And like it's we true. talked about last episode, the Bulls did not play well in that game. Nobody shot well, right? Agreed. And then DeRozan came out and lit the world on fire in game two. 41-7-4. Right. He was amazing. And then Levine didn't have a ton of points. I think he had 20, but shot the ball well. This looked a lot more like the Bulls at the beginning of the season, minus Lonzo. Right. So right. now, what? Where, where do you see this series going? Because to me, it's a total toss-up, and I look at it as as easy as it is to say. I look at this now as Giannis versus DeRozan. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. And Sammy, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I am super positive that I'm confused as hell. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to make of this series because I would I would think that game 2 Milwaukee would have their rhythm again. Right. But they never seem to look like they're in rhythm and the longer and longer that I looked at the game and it wasn't because of rust. Okay? It wasn't because Milwaukee had a whole bunch of rest. I honestly think that the Bulls were doing things to disorient the the uh the Bucks. Like yeah. it's I'm really worried for them, and the, I'm still I'm still gonna go with the Bucks though, because they literally have the one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league. Right. And I would expect Giannis Antetokounmpo to just go super supernova and say, "Screw it, I'm gonna just take over this series and actually win, mm -hmm. win the whole series." Where do you see the series going? I mean, if I had to pick a winner right now, and as the betting man, I will tell you, I would not bet one red cent on the outcome of the series because I don't know either. <laughs> I'm glad you're pick, with me. Oh, I'm yeah, glad you're I, with if me. If I had to pick, I would also take the Bucks for that reason. But yeah. I will say this, and I might regret these words. I think the winner of Game 3 wins this series. Ooh, okay. I'm going to put that out there to you now. And... So that being said, I'm looking at the Bucks, the box score. I don't know if I can expect Brook Lopez to put up 25 points again. He was great in this I game. I don't think so. Right. And so Giannis, I think you and I both assume, is going to have 30 to 40 points minimum, most likely. Yeah. And I so... I would think that Drew Holiday mm -hmm. would need to be really, really good. Like, he's got to be, like, in the 25-point... Agreed. Range. 100%. Right? That, in order that's to win these games. Through. Yes. And Portis had a right eye abrasion. He won in this game, too. He only True. played six minutes. And I know he's not like a huge, huge piece, but he's complimentary, too. You lose him. You lose any size outside of Lopez. You're going to have to start playing Ibaka. Ibaka played a minute in this game. There's just a lot of questions around the Bucks right now. And for a team that had such nice continuity the last two years, that's what concerns me. This is not a team that yeah. faced a ton of controversy in terms of their lineup the last few years. Outside of Giannis, obviously, hyperextended his knee last year, but much respect mm -hmm. to the guy who missed one game and was still on the court, so their their lineup didn't change. And this year, yeah. during the season, I know Lopez was out for a while, and we noticed the difference when he was out. They didn't quite look the same. 
But Middleton's just always there. He's always there, and he has such a specific role in this team. So, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it just, <laughs> this series gets so much more interesting. I but don't know for either. For the worst reason, because you hate seeing injuries, but it's this is just like last year's playoffs like you and I talked about. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're both still probably taking the Bucks in this series. I would agree with you on that, yeah. Um, and, but when, I guess what I would ask you then, too, let's just project just a little bit here. I know we're still only game three in. So the winner of this series uh-huh. plays the Boston Nets winner. Mm. A sprained MCL normally takes, what, three, four weeks? Minimum, yes. depending on the grade? Absolutely. Does this Milwaukee team, let's say they win it, do they beat either the Nets or the Celtics without Chris Middleton? I think they I think they have a chance to beat the the Nets, and the reason being is because the the biggest mitch mismatch is literally Giannis versus whoever you want to put down there. True. Um that's the reason why I think they have they have a chance there. Okay. I, I don't like their chances in particular, but they, they would have a chance. Okay. Boston, I honestly think that that Boston team would be too physical and just disrupt I, like if they're getting disrupted by the Bulls right now, they are definitely gonna get disrupted by this Boston squad because they are so feisty. It's ridiculous. And what they're missing think? Time Lord. Time yeah. Lord's gonna be back if they get to the next round. I'll tell Absolutely. you right now, the path is starting to look pretty nice for Boston. Depending on what you think of the Philly-Miami side, I know they both look good too. Yeah. But if Boston gets out of this series, which they're obviously in good position to right now, man, they look like they could be set up for a finals run. <laughs> I think that might happen. Yeah. It so... might happen. But I'm going to move us on to some topics here. Yep. Um, I'm going to talk about basically who you think might be swept in the first round here. So our candidates right now. Okay. 76ers Toronto. Okay. Does Toronto get swept? Yes. That, that series is done. Okay. Okay, Hawks, Hawks Heat. Do the Hawks get swept by the Heat? I like the Hawks to win game three and lose in five. Okay. And, and that's because just Trey Young I think Trey at home, yeah. I, I think they'll take game three off of Trey just hitting that, that home crowd high, but Spolster will make some adjustments game four, take game four and game five. Got it. Okay. And then right now, Golden State, it's the fourth quarter, 104-101. But they are technically 2-0. If Do they you think uh, Golden State could sweep the Nuggets? Call it a hunch. I think they're going to finish off this game and complete the sweep. I do. I think they're going to sweep them, too. I well, think. Bring out the Wallace. And, and obviously, Jalen Rose you, are not, you are not biased at all uh, <laughs> in that prognostication. But uh, no, I, not I, I, I'm with you. I just... I just think they, they've got too much firepower and too many guys that we're seeing have the capability of hitting that big shot. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that Golden State, they're one of the smartest teams in the league. Yes. And the Nuggets, they don't have a lot of dimensions to them. So I think it's an easier matchup for the Warriors to figure out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Sammy, that's actually all we have for tonight's pod. So I want to thank you for being on, man. My pleasure, man. John, Jay, we missed you guys on this episode. Hope you're, uh, hope you're enjoying yourselves. Like, yeah, shout out to them, man. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, RJ, sure. our video producer. Thanks for being on, man. And guys, people on Twitch, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun. 
check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All MBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All MBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.